Hello, this is Mark Richter with another episode of Linux for the Layman. Want to feel safe, secure, and capable when using your computer? This is for you if you want to succeed and know you can handle your computer tasks with ease. Today we're going to take a look at the Linux scheduling system for people who want to schedule tasks to run at certain times during the day and on varying intervals they can be run daily, monthly, hourly, weekly, etc. The way the system works is there is a service daemon called cron, C-R-O-N, that runs at system level, it wakes up every minute and checks all the configurations for the tables it's supposed to inspect to see if anything changed and then it looks at anything that was slated to be run at the particular minute on which it woke up. What that means is you can schedule pretty detailed things with a granularity down to a minute and that's as fine a granularity as you can get. The best way to use the cron system is using a command called crontab. Crontab sets up a cron table for you as a user that is unique to you as that user. Every user on the system can have their own and the system-wide cron service looks at all of them when it comes time to do something. What you do is you create a cron tab file with the command crontab space dash e. That means edit. If you don't have a crontab file it will create one for you. That file is stored in a place associated with your user ID so that it will know which user is trying to run a program at a particular time. If you run crontab dash e it will open up in your favorite text editor. Mine happens to be VI, but you can use Emacs or Nano. It's your choice. And there's this big comment header that tells you what you have to do. It says, edit this file to introduce tasks to be run by cron. Each task to run has to be defined through a single line indicating the different fields when the task will be run and what command to run for the task. Note, and there's more there, there's a specific format that you have to follow. And in the last line of this comment, it lays out what the format is. You specify what minute of the hour it's supposed to run on, which hour it wants to run on, use an asterisk for every hour, day of the month, which is a number for which day of the month, which month, which is a number, or day of the week, which is also a number. I believe the day of the week is 0 to 6. So 0 would be Sunday, 6 would be Saturday. Personally, I don't use that. And then you give it the command. Some guidelines to observe, observe when you're going to put a command in your cron tab. If that command does any interaction with the terminal, like it tries to read input or it tries to print output, that's not going to work the way you think it does because when you're running in the cron service, 
there is no terminal. It's running fully in background mode. You can use the shell redirect symbols, the less than for redirecting input from a file, greater than for redirecting output to a file. Generally, the ones I have in my crontab redirect standard output and standard error to dev null slash dev slash null, which means throw it out. The one command that I actually have in there that is active, actually I have several that are active. I have one that runs every hour to check to make sure my screensaver is still running because I've discovered there's an interesting problem with my screensaver that it doesn't always stay running perpetually. So I have a little shell script that says if this is running, go away. If it's not running, start it up. I have one called day in, which is a shell script that copies all the picture files I have in a certain directory into the directory my screensaver is going to look in for pictures when it's daytime. These are all the not dark pictures that I have. They're all fairly bright and well lit. And then I have a day out which moves them right back out. It's kind of laborious. It doesn't actually copy the files. It creates symbolic links which is like a, an in, it's a pointer finger that says, oh, that file is really over there. And then I also have one that runs every night at 11.30 and every morning at 1.30 to lock the screen. Because if I'm still on my computer at that time, I want it to kick me out. Or at least lock me out to wake me up to the fact that it's late, I shouldn't be on the computer anymore, go to bed. There are other ways to do that, but that's my particular method. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. You can put in any command there that you want. It's wise if you're going to put in your own personal commands, or actually for any command, to put in the fully qualified path name to the command. So my fully qualified path name is my home directory slash bin slash the name of the command. And all of my personal commands are in my bin directory. It's the binaries associated with me. The one I have to lock the screen calls slash user slash bin slash xflock4, which is the xfce desktop environments screen locker. It's got different names depending on which environment you use. I run Xubuntu, so that's the one I get. You can look those up. They're not terribly hard to find. And in a minute, I'm going to go over some other aspects of this command. One of the things that I didn't mention in the first part of this podcast is that when you run crontab-e and you're finished, you quit your editor by telling it to write to the file. If you quit without telling it to write to the file, it will tell you no modifications made and it doesn't do anything. If you write the modifications to a file, it will tell you what it did, that it wrote your changes. And it'll tell you if they were successful or not because it will parse the files to make sure that they're properly 
set up. Now, about the cron daemon itself, there are a number of options with this. This is something you really don't want to play with unless you're the root user, period. In fact, you never want to play with cron directly. Cron tab is the best way to do it if you're a non-root user. However, there are a number of different files involved. There are Etsy cron.hourly, cron.daily, cron.weekly, or cron.monthly. Those are the generic system files for when it's going to run its background tasks. Those are things you shouldn't mess with unless you happen to be the root user. But you can read them if you want because they are, I believe, they're world readable. What it does when it wakes up, which happens every minute, is it searches in its spool area, which is in the slash var slash spool slash cron slash cron tabs directory, to look for files which are named according to the accounts in the password file, the security file for your login. In other words, your username is where it will find them. Cron tabs that are found will be loaded into memory and you should never try to access those files directly because those changes will get overwritten the next time the system starts up or the next time somebody runs cron tab and it can you can't count on your changes having any effect it also reads a file called slash etsy slash cron tab which i mentioned earlier which is done in a slightly different format and if you want to know what that is you can look it up under the uh, manual section 5 on crontab. In Debian, which Ubuntu is based on, the content of the crontab system crontab file is predefined to run programs under the hourly, daily, weekly, and monthly subdirectories. This is specific to Debian. It works differently on Red Hat and Slash-based systems, and I would suggest you run the man command on cron cron to see what they say. I don't happen to have any of those handy or I'd go into more detail there. Essentially though this is how you set up your programs that you want to run automatically in the background at certain times of day. You can run your backups through the cron tab. You can do what I do which is move the pictures around so that the night pictures only show up at night, or the night pictures show up at night and during the day, but the day pictures don't show up at night. You can set it up to lock you off your computer at certain times of the day, like I mentioned I do. Now admittedly, that's not a hard lock. It doesn't have any lasting effect because all I have to do is input my password and I'm back on. But it'll kick me out again two hours later. And if I'm still up at 1.30 in the morning working on my computer, I deserve to be kicked out because it's time to go to bed. I have worked that late on occasion. And it's generally not my most creative time of day. I'm pretty tired and want to go to sleep. And if you're up working on your computer at 1.30 in the morning and you don't have a graveyard shift job, you probably need to get to sleep and come back to it in the morning later in the morning, like sometime after 6 when you normally wake up. If I woke up that early, that would be when I normally woke up. I generally don't. I hope that helps you use the cron command or the cron tab command 
and set up your cron tabs accordingly. I have not checked to see if there are any GUI apps for the cron tab. I would be kind of surprised if there weren't any. So I'll go look now. I just looked around and it turns out there is a GUI app that's good for scheduling cron and at jobs. I'll explain that in a moment. It's called Zeit, Z-E-I-T. Frankly, I know nothing about it. It's a GUI tool that I've never used, primarily because, as I've said in many of my podcasts, I am more oriented toward the command line and I tend to use it. And to me, crontab-e is far easier than clicking around in a GUI app. That's just me. I'm old-fashioned in that regard. I like the keyboard. At is another command line command that you can use to schedule jobs. Essentially, you tell the shell at such and such time do this. Something worth noting is that the at command does not come by default on Xubuntu at least, and I'm pretty sure it's not part of the standard, what I would call normal release of applications for Ubuntu. You can get it using your software store or you can look it up online. What I just did was I ran a search for man at man space at return. At and batch are two commands for queuing up applications to run from the command line at a specific time. You can set up, for example, a shell script to perpetuate itself by telling the system to run itself at a later time and then it goes away. Because once you've run the at command, it comes right back and your command is batched to run at a later time. It is also possible to fire off GUI apps from both the command line and from Zeit. From what I understand, I don't know if that's possible from at. But again, I haven't actually done that myself. If you want to try that, I would encourage you to play around with it. Be prepared for the unexpected. And whatever you do, resist the temptation to run any kind of privileged command or privileged app in background mode. That's not a good idea under almost any circumstances. I hope you found this podcast entertaining, and if not entertaining, at least educational. Hopefully it was both. I like to think I'm entertaining. I'm smiling. Are you? Thank you for listening. And do come back and join us again for another episode of Linux for the Layman. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to me in email, and I will be sure to address them as soon as I possibly can. Thank you for being here. I appreciate your attendance. Bye for now.